Hey everybody, welcome back to week three of Metal March. <laughs> Dylan's holding up a finger at me for no reason. Um, but yeah, we got a special guest this week. I gave up my week to the patron saint of Metal March, Louis Curran. Hello. So, you're not even going to tell him what the album is? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Nightmare Logic by Power Trip. We should do that. Jesus over. Christ. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's do that over. You know what? My mine lacks passion, but at least I say what the fucking album is. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, you ready? Okay. <laughs> I don't. I got nerves all of a sudden, dude. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, hold on. Let me think about this. <laughs> yeah, bring it. Bring it. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to third week of Metal March. This week, we are doing Nightmare Logic by Power Trip. I was, uh, we did this intro already. I fucked it up. So we're doing it a second time. We have Louis Curran on this week, who I graciously gave up my week to because he is the patron saint of this month. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into it. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. It's fine. Welcome back to week three. As I said before, uh, we are doing Nightmare Logic by Power Trip this week. And again, as previously mentioned, the affable King Lord of Trash, Louis, is here. Louis, how you doing? I am great. It's Metal March. How could I not be great? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, you want to take us kind of through why you picked this album and how you came to it? Um. Yeah, sure. Uh, this wasn't my first choice. I had a lot of things lined up that I wanted to do, but I couldn't make a decision. So I left it up to the dice gods. And uh, it rolled the number that corresponded with Nightmare Logic. I love this album. Uh, it's kind of new for me. I remember when the single came out, and it was on uh, Liquid Metal all the time. But uh, And I always liked it, and then I finally just listened of the whole album and it's just great good old modern day thrash kind of that old school sound a little cleaner but still keeps the feel of it so i'm just yeah. excited to share it yeah yeah uh dill what do you think what do you think of this pick i i was really excited because i think i don't even know how long how many weeks ago it was but in the discord i asked louie like i'm looking for some thrash to work out to and this is the album he sent me so I've been working out to this album for a few weeks, and I was really excited when he picked it because it kind of plays off of what we did last week with Dead Heat. Um, a lot better production. It sounds like, um, I don't know, like maybe this is what Dead Heat was listening to and drew inspiration from. Yeah, yeah, I kind of get that same feeling. I feel like this month you two have uh, conspired to get me to like the faster side of metal, which is not mm -hmm. typically my thing. Um, I'm not typically the thrash guy, but I've enjoyed the last two albums. So, um, yeah, do you want to kind of get into the background and origin and all your fun facts? Yeah. Uh, so power trip, uh, they were formed in 2008. So by the time this album came out, they had been together for about nine years. They're from Dallas, Texas. That's where I feel like Texas is where all the great thrash comes from. Um, or maybe just two bands that I really like are from <laughs> Dallas, Texas or, or from Texas in general. Um, but yeah, their current lineup has been together since 2009. Um, I think they replaced a drummer in 2009, and they've kind of stuck with that lineup ever since. Um, Nightmare Logic was released on February 24th, 2017 through Southern Lord Records, which I am not familiar with at all. Me neither. No, me neither. Uh, this marked the second collaboration with their producer, Arthur Rizik. 
uh, having previously worked with Rizik on their debut album, Manifest Decimation, which is such a metal album name uh, from 2013. Uh, this album reached number 83 on the Billboard Top Album Sales and number 22 on the Hard Rock Albums. Hard Rock, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was the only one I could find. They didn't have the separate metal category open for it. So, yeah. Hard, it's such a it's just poor labeling of this album. <laughs> but I mean, top 100 on Billboard top albums is pretty. Yeah, that's fucking huge. Uh, this is the last Power Trip studio album to feature vocalist, vocalist Riley Gale before he died on August 24th, 2020. Uh, he died of an accidental overdose to fentanyl at age 34. Which is incredibly sad. Um, yeah, yeah. I I saw that and it was it instantly bummed me out because I was looking for new power power trip music and to know we're not going to get much anything without a new vocalist. Which I don't know if they plan on doing so, but um, yeah, it just it's it's a bummer. From what I've seen, they want to keep doing music, but they're just not sure how they're going to do it. Like, do they keep? power trip going he's been a member since it started or do they just do something completely different but the rest of the band will probably make music together yeah. we just don't know if it's going to be power trip or not so i wouldn't, yeah, I, wouldn't way that... I wouldn't hate like instrumental music yeah, yeah i mean it's boring with the, the thrashy thing but... <laughs> i was gonna say does instrumental thrash a thing i've not really heard of that but Outside of a Metallica album? No, not really. Yeah. yeah fair. Just do chants. We don't need a, a vocalist. Just do chants and gang vocals. Um, Executioner's Tax, parentheses, Swing of the Axe, the live version was nominated for a 2021 Grammy for Best Metal Performance, uh, but lost out to Body Count, with whom the lead singer had collaborated with previously. Uh, yeah. He actually collaborated on that album that they won the Grammy. The song that they won the Grammy was from. Man. He had another song that was all over Liquid Metal with him that was it was pretty good. I'm not familiar with Body Count at all. Ice T and his metal band. Oh, okay. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, let's let's get into our thoughts. Like, uh, I I think we kind of touched on our opening thoughts, but just um, going into the album, maybe. Kevin, let's start with you. Just what, what was your thoughts going into this? Well, again, um, I knew it was thrash because I knew you guys had already previously talked about it. And so, I mean, it's well known that I'm not a huge thrash fan, so I wasn't super stoked on it. I mean, I was I knew Louie wouldn't lead me astray. Uh, but um, again, my my expectations were tempered a little bit coming into it. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, and I have to admit, on my initial listen, I didn't love it. But it was also playing through my phone while I was working out. So I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to it. Um, and then I realized this this thrash and any sort of like sonic blitzkrieg music deserves good speakers because it's just phone speakers are not going to do it justice. You're not going to hear everything that's going on. and It's just going to come through kind of garbled. So once I listened to it in my car, I was like, okay, yeah, this fucking rocks. So. Yeah, I was pretty fucking excited about it, man. And I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. See, I love working out to it. Um, and I think when I say, like, I work out to, like, if I, it, that's, like, my way of listening to it all the way through. I, f- I feel like I have, like, too bad of ADD to really force myself to sit down and listen to an album all the way through. I end up thinking, like, oh, this sounds like this. I want to listen to this. And then I... I get four songs in and I'm too distracted to finish an album. So working out kind of gives me a chance to listen to it without like looking and seeing where I'm at in the album and kind of get a feel for the flow and stuff. So that was, I feel like I was lucky to get to listen to it without thinking about the show before. So um, getting to work out and headbang to this um, and the squat rock was, was really exciting. And so when we got to do it, it felt like my notes happened very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I always, uh, I was popping this on this week while I was working and just listening to it. So it's good background music. I've heard it several times. So I actually, uh, found it. I went with my dad to, um, everybody's records or something. I think it's what it's called in uh, Mason or Silverton. 
and found it on CD. I was like, fuck yeah, buy it. So physical media making a comeback, baby. That's right. (laughs) Put it up on the bookshelf. Yep. There you go. Um, so yeah, well, we're just going to run through uh, song by song and then, uh, we'll kind of touch on as we go kind of construction and stuff like that. Um, with track one, we're getting into soul sacrifice. Uh, Louis, what are your thoughts on soul sacrifice? Um, I, as an introduction to the album, I love the riff that comes in with, I don't care much for the fade in intro, whatever. Yeah, I get it. It's first track. So, um, but that first riff just, you know what you're getting into nice and rhythmic and just like wall of sound, just, it feels like all the space is taken up by either the guitars or, uh, Riley's vocals. So. Yeah, no, I, I kind of the same thoughts really. Uh, the, again, it, the, it starts out, it, it's, it feels like this thrash album was kind of made for me to get into thrash, uh, because there are a lot of really like melodic chugs and I'll, I'm going to say chugs and gallops a lot today because there's a lot of them in this album. But yeah, it, it kind of eases you into the thrash that comes in about halfway through. And yeah, man, uh, vocals really were my main challenge with with thrash. A lot of the time, I'm just not a huge fan of thrash vocals, but they're they're fine here. Like I don't I don't mind Riley's vocals here. I think they they fit just fine. It's not as chaotic, I don't think, as a lot of other thrash. Um, so yeah, I love this opener. Yeah, and and. and you know, we always say the first track kind of has to be a snapshot of the full album. And I think this does, it's going to show you the three different sounds we're going to hear on this album, which is ambience, ambient sound, um, thrash and big guitar solos. And I think, um, those are like the three big takeaways for this album that are standouts and, you know, gang vocals, all that stuff. That's stuff you hear on every album, but being able to nail the ambient sound, for a thrash band um being able to to nail the thrash sound and be true to that sound because thrash people are super protective of their music and then getting good guitar solos appeases people like kevin who want 80s metal still yep uh track two executioner's tax uh parentheses swing of the axe that feels like they're trying to slip you up when you try to say that out loud Executioner's Tax, Swing of the Axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this rivals like <laughs> what I think, like uh, 80s metal. It kicks ass. Uh, Swing of the Axe is like one of those things that feel like you've been yelling that since 1985 and like your made cutoff t-shirt and your tight jeans. But it's just a great anthemic thing to be able to sing and it's just a great fucking, it's a great fucking track. There's a reason this was nominated for a Grammy for a live track. Yeah, 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 man. It's an amazing song title, like you said. It's just it it oozes like '80s slime, <laughs> like this whole song does. Um, it, again, fucking gallops all day. Give me them, give me them until I die from them. Pummel uh, <laughs> me into the dirt with gallops. Um, but yeah, this made me want to be a dirtbag teen in the '80s, kind of like what you said, Dill, with like that cut off uh, denim vest. And uh, yeah, this this should have been on Eddie, the Eddie Munson playlist for sure. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that because it sounds, yeah, straight up out of the. I honestly thought it was an old song that was playing, and I'm like, is someone doing a cover of a song? How has this riff never been written before? <laughs> yeah, like how did we go an entire decade and not get this? But hey, they saved it for now. So um, I like it a lot. Uh, I. I just I love how rhythmic the riff is. Like once the main line comes in, it's not just straight open string chugs. The yeah, it's just great. And uh, it it's just uh, I didn't mention it the last time, but the vocals very hardcore, kind of. I mean, they're crossover just like Dead Heat was, but his seem a little more. Uh, I guess it's probably the reverb on him just seems more big and in your face but not as like hardcore as say uh highway sniper the dog band yeah well yeah definitely highway sniper <laughs> uh knock loose yeah yeah uh, and, no uh, arps in this i definitely think like um uh, the difference between like the vocalists and hardcore and thrash is like thrash kind of like 
scream sing, but like hardcore is almost like it feels like they're like yell rapping at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, track three, Firing Squad. This is where we get into the thrash, and I think uh, just by watching Kevin's head bow a little bit, we know this isn't going to be his favorite track because this song is all about speed, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we deserved it after the last song that felt like an 80s metal track. They're kind of showing you how they can go back and forth. And um, yeah, just speed until about 140. And then we go into like a normal tempo with some gallops. And then we go, it, may, it lasts maybe a minute. And then it just finishes balls to the wall at 240. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this felt like a very Slayer-y track. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's definitely their influence. I like this track not as much as the last one, though. Um, it's just a good follow-up. Like, we're just still keeping the momentum. We're just going faster, and we're just going to break some necks today. Yeah, yeah, kind of like you touched on, Dill. It's, uh, in case you forgot, this was a thrash band slash album. <laughs> They're going to kick you in the seat with it here in Firing Squad. Um, but yeah, this is, a, uh, this is a song to open the pit up for sure. And I can respect that. You know, I can see people coming out throwing fucking haymakers doing what they do in the pit i've never been a denizen of the pit so <laughs> any pit lords out there i'm sorry if i'm not using the correct terminology but uh yeah no it's it's uh, again it's there's a little tiny little squealy i don't even know if you want to call it a solo right in the middle it's like a <laughs> an instrumental break for about three seconds but you know anytime you get a squealy guitar i'm gonna love that shit it is my least favorite track, though. <laughs> yeah, get, get that out of the way. I knew it. Uh, track four is Nightmare Logic. The uh, name of the album, the what is it? The title track. Um, and I feel like this is the best groove we get the entire album. We get like those chugs, and I don't even—is that chug or gallop or both or whatever it is? That riff is so addicting, and I just like mixing it up every other track. Where track two was the 80s metal, then we get the thrash, and then we go right back into a song that felt a little more rhythmic. Yeah, man. It's fuck, fuck yes, dude. This is this is the track for me. This is, again, I'll get it out of the way. This is my favorite track. So we get my least favorite song by my favorite. So uh, yeah, this is a deserving title track. And metal's not hard, guys. It's really not. It's just, you just play some fun riffs. You do some chugs. You do some gallops. You do whatever you need to do. Make it fun to listen to. That's all you really need. Um, and I'm getting B grade Pantera from this song. That's kind of what I get. And that's not an insult at all. This is a very kind of, and it's not the, the last time I'll say that because they kind of switch up their guitar tone a little bit in a lot of these songs. Like, and it's kind of interesting to hear where those influences come from. And it's, it's weird because you don't really notice guitar tone until you listen to a band like this, where, oh shit, they obviously got that tone from this band or that tone from the, the other another band. And it's pretty cool to listen to. Um, yeah, Breakdown fucks really hard. Again, it's nothing, the Breakdown is nothing special, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, because again, metal's not that difficult. <laughs> you, you don't have to overthink it. Your mom's not that difficult. <laughs> Ooh. I love the uh, guitar solo in like the first half of this song he goes to town on the whammy bar it's a very slayery carrie king kind of just yep not even playing notes just making noise and i love it there's a lot of their solos that are like that on this album but this one's just like he it's just like he's beating it and i don't know it kind of reminds me of like on guitar hero when like you uh you you turn the guitar up and what's that called? Um, you get the star power. Or whatever. Yeah, star power. Yeah. You hit star power and then you just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is my mind has been forever ruined for squealy guitar solos by the SpongeBob episode where Pantera did this music for it. And all I can hear is fucking die bag doing his squealy guitar. Yes. And SpongeBob's like sliding down the mountain. Every time I hear a squeal now, I think of that episode. Forever. When Sandy's hibernation week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pantera did the music for that? Yeah, yeah dude. At least Dimebag did. I don't know yeah. if Pantera has no. I mean, Finney was on the drums. No. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I did not Dime's know that. There, Vinny's there. Yeah. Hey. Track yeah, five. The, bro- the, brothers, the brothers Pantera were on that track. That's sure. so funny. 
Uh, yeah, track five, Waiting Around to Die. Great track name. Um, and I thought for a minute that we were going to get a cool interlude, but this is an eight-track album, folks. We're not getting interludes. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, you, <laughs> you thought we were going to interlude? You thought, bitch. This turns into like a Metallica track, and I couldn't shake that feeling. It just got some great growls in this track, too. Which is not very Metallica y, but I I love the growls and I love the guitar tone. Very much so. I like the when it finally kicks in uh, after the old Riley wow. Yeah. He gets into the guitar riff and the, like the first pass is just straight, you know, eighth note kind of thing. But then he changes it up the next time, like gets the kind of gallop going, bumping it, bumping it. It just adds in that random, like, oh shit, we're hitting the brakes. Oh, no, gunning it. And I just like to change up. It's a nice, uh, refreshing kind of thing because otherwise it might start sounding like other songs on the album. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this song gave me a head cannon. Uh, so I'm going to take you guys on a little trip here. Um, first of all, I wrote Me Too, Power Trip, Me Too. I'm also waiting to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it got me thinking like this it, the intro is the inner monologue for the first 15 seconds or like the little s- slower part at the beginning where it's kind of like, I don't know what you would call that, but it's kind of like in a daze kind of. So that's me the first 15 minutes of my day. Uh, <laughs> the explosion after that is me pissed off driving to work. <laughs> the main verses are me scrambling, scrambling to get any sort of work done during the work day. Um, and then the outro is me pissed off sitting in traffic on in 75 after work. <laughs> um, but I also have the sweet release of I'm not at work and I'm going home. So that that's kind of the, the little trip this 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 uh, song took me on sonically, and uh, I always appreciate that. I would love to see a TikTok made of this song and Kevin's life just being the music video. <laughs> yeah. And it, as soon as what? as soon as the song ends, it starts back over with Kevin waking up. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, I I think it's just because I've been so goddamn busy this week. <laughs> like when we're done here, I have to go do some more work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of where my head is at. And so, yeah, I'm just waiting around to die, <laughs> waiting around for fucking Friday, buddy, where this week fucking dies finally. Uh, track six is Ruination, another great song name. Um, waiting. I think for like the first minute and 30 seconds for the first vocal is fucking awesome because I I thought this was going to be an instrumental track. We get great gang vocals. Uh, It's a great track. It's probably my favorite. Ah, it's my favorite. Who who are we kidding? And this would be a great first track, I feel like, to show somebody. I feel like this is where they really hit their stride. Yeah, man. This has, uh, again, metal isn't hard. It really doesn't have to be that hard. Um, this song has, gave me like, gave me an air of like White Zombie, like again in the guitar tone. A lot of that guitar tone remind me of like early White Zombie stuff, and I, I, I'm here for it, man. Again, not not necessarily sonically, but in that guitar, the guitar tone that they use for this. Um, but we haven't we haven't talked about the drummer yet, but this poor man must be fucking exhausted <laughs> by, the end of the, by the end of their shows because it's just fucking blast beats doing whatever fuck needs to happen i mean it's he's not doing super intricate stuff but um it's just there's no breaks for this poor man the the break he gets is the first like minute of the song where it's just a little bit slower than everything we've got <laughs> yeah, that's right and he's got enough time to catch his breath before like the 130 mark when it picks up tempo again right we got to go close this whole album out uh i like i like the change up i like the you know the slower half of the song but uh, we're kind of getting in the middle like the lull before we get to the end of the album so Mm -hmm. go figure dill would like the shortest track on the album though (laughs) yeah (laughs) who'd have thought (laughs) we're we're all we're all playing to type yeah so (laughs) we like to think we're we're tricky people who you know have this deep sense to us and then we become exactly who we thought we were going to be um we're all we're all characters of ourselves yes uh track seven if not us then who another great track i think most sounds that we hear on this track we've already heard but i think it gets saved with like some wailing guitar solos and getting getting to scream if not us then who 
really makes this whole track justifiable to me. The last like minute 40 is just great chugging and just like a really fun like chiller outro than what we were used to so far. Yeah, this is definitely the other like crowd involvement song on here to get you with the chorus. Executioner's mm-hmm. Tax definitely the first one, but uh, it is the lead single. But um, yeah, this one's just, um, I mean, it's more of the same, but the chorus just keeps it going. Yeah, this is kind of, this is where I started to hear uh, 100% Kirk Hammett tone in this song. Uh, it's just, he has that very, very specific tone where it's like buttercream, but spiky. <laughs> buttercream with static that's kind of how it described yeah. kirk hammett's guitar tone but also kind of stylistically especially in the beginning of the song it sounds like kill em all metallica a little bit and uh I, I i'm always here for that um so yeah man it's uh the killer fucking breakdown i love this again i was talking about the drummer in the last track and I don't know, Louis. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like he's just like machine gunning the hi hat, like a closed hi hat, but mixing in like really hard, like like tom hits in between, and it's yeah. fucking awesome. I don't yeah, know if it's, if it's the hi hat or what. Uh, I don't know. I have to listen to it specifically to know, but um, yeah, it, there's a couple of he uses the hi hat a lot, so <laughs> it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if that's what it is. Yeah, man, it's it just sounds really cool. It frames that that breakdown really well. And then they kick the drums up a little bit and it's just, he just kind of, the fact that he just mashes that, that, what, that line on the drums for what seems like an eternity for the outro. And again, I just felt so, so sad for this guy because I know his (laughs) forearms are fucking burning dude. Cause whatever he's doing on a cymbal or a hi-hat or whatever he's doing, it doesn't stop. And it's, it's really rapid fire. I like to picture him like begging for an acoustic track. He's like, yeah. guys, we could slow it down for a whole track if we wanted. And they're like, no, just, yeah. let's pick up the speed. He's like, please. I'm imagining he like punched a hole through one of his drums, so he couldn't use that anymore. So he had to just play the cymbal. <laughs> it's fuck. I just, I just imagine him towards the end as they're fading out. And he's just like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get him pickle juice. He's dying over there. He's uh, it's making me think of um, Metalocalypse. There's a scene in one of the episodes of recording drums and Pickle's recording something and he has to do like a double kick line. Yeah. And he's just sitting there doing it. He's oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> trying to power through it. Oh, God. <sighs> yes. That's like first season, isn't it? I don't remember. Yeah. It's either that or like third or fourth season <laughs> uh yeah and then we get to track eight crucifixation i did that on purpose uh grand finale we get to pull out all the stops for the thrash and it's kind of nice to get back to that um we get the highlights of what we heard throughout the album great riffs chugs and some awesome growls he th- he mixes in some really great lasting growls on this album on this last track yeah, uh, I love that it just like punches right into it. No, no build up, no fade in, no slow intro. It's just bam, right into it. We're off running. Mm-hmm. We're sprinting to the finish line here in a whole five minutes. <laughs> Slowest run down a 100 meter dash ever, but it looked fucking cool, though. That's all mm-hmm. that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he thinks he's uh, moving he... a lot faster than he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, much like last week with Dead Heat, we just kind of leave it all on the table on the, for the or leave it all on the stage for the last track. It's a fucking bold move. We talked about it last week. Uh, you know, traditionally, like I said last week too, Dill, like we kind of like a little reprisal or a little slowdown, something to ease you back to the top of the album. But nope, fuck it. We're just gonna fuck, we're gonna splatter your brains on the walls and the bottom at the bottom of the show floor here. This is metal, um, baby. We don't slow down. What no. are you That's talking kinda, about? Goddamn right. Slow uh, down when you yeah, die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, I, and again I heard uh some dime bag in the tone for the break especially in the breakdown. Best breakdown of the album by far. 
And again, when the, they, they do it kind of in a slow, chuggy manner, and then the drums pick up, the time signature doesn't change, but it feels like it does. And that always fucking plays, man. Uh, so you, it starts in halftime, and then they go back to regular time or whatever the fuck they do. It's fucking... Uh, every time I, I hear that in a song, I'm just fucking... I get amped. So, yeah, man. Uh, it And every time this song ends... I'm left with wanting more, which is interesting because it is such a short album, but it's like, I'm wiping the blood from my nose <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck, let's run it back, man. So yeah, I fucking love this, this last track. I think it kind of always it. leaves us thinking the same thing. Like if it's a 46 minute album, kind of like um system of a down, that album was so long that by the time you get to the end, you need a break. But this one is so short that you're ready to run it back. Your concept of timing on albums always astonishes me. 46 minutes is not a long album. <laughs> it's a normal album. <laughs> Compared to the album I listened to last week, it's not a short. Or it's not a long album at all. So. <laughs> Compared to the right. periphery per- album. Periphery. It's, <laughs> yeah. Dude. it's not long. You know what sucks? We were talking so much shit about Periphery, and then my buddy Chaz texted me yesterday, and he's like, this new Periphery album rocks. And I was like, I could not disagree more. And I <laughs> I hate to go on a Periphery tangent, but that that was awful. I couldn't I couldn't make it through, like, four songs, man. Like, yeah. after you guys had already bitched about it, and I was like, I hadn't listened to it yet, and I was like, you know, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm done with this this for now. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I'm not here to shit on Periphery. It's an okay album. It's just not the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. Um We've already kind of discussed it, but let's let's talk uh favorite tracks real quick. Yeah. Uh my favorite is Executioner's Text. First song I heard from the album, it's what got me turned on to the band. So um Perfect song to listen to while you're driving home from work. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's Nightmare Logic title track. Um, You got to love a good title track for sure. Sometimes it lets you down. Uh, This one does not. Again, B-grade Pantera will always be good for me. Yeah. Ruination for me. And I think it's just like the the hipster kid in me that didn't want to pick like the one of the songs that's on their top five on Spotify. So I, I think when Louis sent me this album, I, I added them to like that metal workout playlist too. So their top five songs are, and so I've been listening to executioners tax like a ton. So by the time mm-hmm. I heard it for the album play, it was like, this is an eighties metal track in my mind for some mm-hmm. reason. But anyway, uh, least favorite track. <sighs> I hate to say it. If not us, then who? And it's not, it's just because where it's at on the album. I think if it was a track two, I wouldn't feel that way. But the fact that, like, we'd already heard most of that by the end just kind of makes it like, I could live without this. But eight eight tracks, 32 minutes, not a huge deal. Yeah, I kind of had the same note on that, actually. I didn't say it, but uh, I wrote, like, somehow they make essentially the same riff sound different and cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of by that point in the album, you're like, okay. Uh, I'm kind of same way. It's either if it's not us, then who? If not us, then who? It's crucifixation. Uh, crucifixation. Trying to say it right. What? So. Why is that? <laughs> uh, they're just by the time we get to them, like I feel like I've heard that riff twenty times already, and yeah. it's just it's not that different by the time. So I'm just kind of bored. I think if not us, then who? Probably more my least favorite. It's only got one cool thing that I like about it, which is the tempo change up in the main riff. Yeah. I think that's why hardcore does EPs because it, uh, it wears thin pretty quick. I mean, eight, eight tracks. And we were like track seven, we could live without, you know, like (laughs) if we remove too many songs, it is an EP. (laughs) I mean, you gotta, you gotta know where you live, right? You got to know what you're doing. If they released a double album, like, nobody would fucking listen to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a 40 song double album no fucking way uh mine is firing squad i've already talked about it um not because it's bad but just because it's my least favorite <laughs> if that makes any sense yeah for sure Close. it is a pit opener though yeah that's true 
It's got a place on the album. Um, Louis, let's get your closing thoughts. It It's nice to hear old thrash. Well, I guess this, obviously this is an old thrash, but the, the thrash sound just hasn't gone away. It pops up periodically. Every like decade seems to have one. Uh, they're just the latest and the best of the latest people to do it. I think I think this is what Dead Heat or Dead Heat would sound like if they just had a bigger budget, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just really good at it, and it's a shame that we might not get more of it. So a nice picture in time, something to remember them by. They went out on a high note. Yeah, I mean, like you said, though, it's they're going to still make music. And to be honest, I mean, let's be real for a second. Like, replacing replacing a thrash vocalist probably isn't the hardest thing to, to do. Probably I mean, not. It's, yeah. even if they do it under a different name, it'll still kind of have the same soul, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, unless he was the main songwriter, and then obviously that, that changes a lot of things. But He wrote all the lyrics. That's as much as I know. So, yeah. Which again, who gave? We, we didn't mention one single lyric. <laughs> not important. Yeah, <laughs> not not to metal march. You know, we'll, we'll get into lyrics in the winter time. Um, yeah, I I did read that it was about like social injustice, and I've kind of feel bad that like two weeks in a row, Kevin and I were like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> give me riffs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, know what you're getting into, man. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you're in metal. It's about the riffs, bro. We want you to scream. We don't care what the, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Don't, don't, do not care. Vocals might as well just be another instrument. That's what I always, you know what? I would say that to people when I would try to get them to listen to metal, like a few, like, I don't know, 10 years ago. But like, look, don't worry about what they're saying. Just think of the growls as a, another guitar. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about what they're saying. How does the growls make you feel? Yeah, 100%. Does it make your does it make your tummy rumble? Then yeah, it's a fucking good song. Does it make you warm in your <laughs> in the under part of your belly? <laughs> yeah. Does exactly. it make does it make your wee-wee jump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What 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 are your closing thoughts? Uh yeah, I mean, again, I was pleasantly surprised by this and again, surprised by the fact that I wanted to keep running it back as much as I did because the tracks that would come like go come on on autoplay afterwards I'd be like, ew, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> like that. Give me, give me fucking power trip back, man. So I think that might have a, something to do with it. But also, again, I think the runtime is perfect. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, but it's just short enough to make me want a little bit more of that sound. So, yeah, really, really cool album. I agree, hundred um, percent. It's gonna get the workout treatment that lust and space has gotten from gore it's just going to be one of those ones i have in rotation forever and i think it's just because of how much i love that momentum and i yeah there's something about it that you can find related artists it just doesn't hit the same the way this full album does and it gives you enough breaks in between to make you ready for it when it comes back momentum wise again yeah and there's something to bands like this where they're like bigger band adjacent in their sound because i think it makes me appreciate like the polish of the bands that we they remind us of a lot more mm-hmm. like what i could go i could listen to this album and then go listen to cowboys from hell and be like oh dude fucking pantera is so fucking good um <laughs> and it, it sounds so goddamn good and i think it's bands like this make me appreciate it so i like that there's bands like this that take those influences and then just kind of scruff them up a little bit and make it something a little bit more unique especially for this this day and age that we're living in kind of bring making something old new again so very much very much uh i just remembered an additional fun fact um this band actually got a shout out on fox news when riley died one of their uh, one of the hosts was he met riley at some concert or something and they became real good friends and he was wearing his power trip shirt that day when he was doing his show and he took a time out of it to, you know, pour one out. Damn. So yeah, that's, that's like the last fun. good thing that Fox news ever did. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. He did the band define or transcends everything. <laughs> yeah. 
it's always fun when like our little metal community like like bleeds into like normal society every now and again. It's mm-hmm. why it it still tickles me pink to this day to see Odorous on the Dan Patrick show in full costume and like he did the wheel of wheel of punishment song for him. Um yeah, so anytime like metal sneaks into like normal people life, I'm like, "Ah, yeah. We're we're here. We're we're, we're lurking in the shadows, but we're here, motherfuckers." <laughs> It could be anyone. It's just like right. it's like the killer and scream. It could be anyone. Anyone could be a metalhead, and you never know. Metal, it's See the that? thing. <laughs> uh, so let's get into songs of the show, Louis. We're gonna start with you. Uh, my song of the show is "Say La Vie" by Protest the Hero. Um, this was one of the other albums I was thinking of picking. Uh, there were a few of them I could have, but this is the one. And this is just the first song off the album. It's your introduction to the whole thing. Um, just a good old song about killing yourself. Say la vie. Just, just a good old good one. Yep. <laughs> I fucking love this track, man. Um, I feel like I that this album would have been more my speed. Now I want to go back and listen to this album. Um, because this, this track is a true fucking ripper, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I've everyone was sending them all at once and I clicked on it thinking it was Kevin's track because it does sound like a very Kevin. It's very prog. Yes. Yep. And you know what? It really reinforces the fact that like for a good year, I thought Louis was just Kevin's alter ego. (laughs) So so that he could get two songs of the show. I am the original AI. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, all right, Kev, what's your song of the show? My song of the show is Love Bite. What the fuck? Love Bite by Haken. Is that right, Louis Haken? Yeah, I, I think Haken. so. Yeah, we'll go with that. H A K E N, if I'm saying it wrong. I think there's a new out over the A, so however you pronounce that. Yeah, we'll go with, we'll go with that for now. Uh, yeah, it's it's something that I was very surprised with. It showed up on my release radar this week, and I was kind of sick of it. It was towards the back of it, and this came on. I was like, holy shit, these guitars are really cool and the vocal delivery is something i normally wouldn't dig in a song like this but the more i listened to it i was like you know what this fucking rocks and the the album art certainly didn't hurt because it's fucking awesome it's just a, what is it it's, it's like a gorilla in a smoking jacket looking fancy <laughs> yes. it's fucking yeah awesome. and a nice little it's, parlor yeah it's fucking awesome dude it's like a really nice clean animation um but yeah this song is cool it took me by surprise Kind of like a like a Devin Townsend light kind of. That's exactly who I felt when I heard it. Very much. I, I like Haken. They they do a lot of they make a lot of songs that I like. This uh, seems like it's probably a good album, so I might have to give a listen. So. Yeah, again, that album art will make me give it at least one listen. My song on the show is "Ties" by Bill Murray. I have a like a full complete playlist. I do this a lot with artists. I like, I build a complete playlist where I put every song they've ever released into one big playlist and I hit shuffle. And then I kind of just try to figure out what songs I like. And then I add it to another playlist, really a lot of work for not a lot of uh, reward, but I get to listen to like a full, <clears throat> a band's full discography. And I got to listen to some Bill Murray songs that I was not super familiar with because I kind of got in on the train in like 2018, 2019. And at that point, he was putting out two or three albums a year. So he has like six or seven albums I'm not really familiar with. So long story short, Ties by Bill Murray was on that list that I had never heard. And I I thought it was really cool because it kind of sounds completely different than what he does now. It's a little more punk rock. There's even like a little homage to the story so far where it does that like with the symbols straight rip off from the story so far and i love hearing it still i do love the uh right before the breakdown his little the hi-hat fill it's not even a complicated hi-hat fill but i just not something i've ever heard before and i was like that's cool Uh, i like it yeah man keep it simple stupid it's it's again it doesn't have to be hard it just has to sound cool um yeah man uh Bill Murray is is always always plays. He's an interesting fella, and makes some interesting music. And I'm got to be cranking my hog, buddy. 
Hell yeah. Me and Kevin are gonna get <laughs> me and Kevin are gonna see him at the end of this month, so I'm really, really excited about that. Hell yeah. Louie, you wanna come? Uh I don't know if I can at the end of this month. We got some crazy shit going on at work, so Okay. Well, I'll I'll pencil you in as a maybe. Um <laughs> Ben I Carter. You're a no. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. What was that all that one in a million talk? Um <laughs> Ben Benjamin Carter says Suffer in Silence by Rez. Um do you want to read his email, Kevin, or you want me to? I can do it. Okay. Uh so Ben's email is entitled A Different Kind of Heavy. And it reads Hark. The Lord of Trash, Denizen of Dismay and Dishonor, King Louis, the first of his name approacheth. He said, I'm sure this episode will be a treat, (laughs) even if Lou is just the worst kind of person. For my song of the show, I bring you some EDM even Louis might like. Riz scares me so right, and she simply can't miss right now. I feel like I should be hopelessly lost in the halls of Hades listening to this, and I I love it. Uh, The stank face is real. Benji, Columbus, wow. It's a little strong bad reference, Dylan. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I love inside jokes. <laughs> you hope to be a part of one someday? Yeah. I feel like I'm standing outside in the pouring rain and watching people <laughs> laugh. It'll it'll make Ben laugh, and that's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rez, Rez is so cool. I He's been throwing some songs on, on playlists and songs of the show for a long time, and I heard a song she did with Paris, and she's so dope. This reminds me of like this is like a cyberpunk slasher is what this should be, like kind of like a um, Blade Runner. I could see this in like a Blade Runner type movie yeah. for sure. Um, so Neo I, I, for I, I, sure. Yeah, I love Res too. Uh, ben has been beating the Res drum with me for a few years now, so I'm also addicted to the sexy violence of Res. Uh, I have heard the cries of my subjects, and yes, I do approve of Res. So, huzzah! Weird, <laughs> the King of Trash approves. I, I heard this song when he posted it in the chat before he picked it as a song of the show, and I swear, like later that day, I was on the app on my TV, and my release radar was just all EDM all of a sudden, like every <laughs> single track, and. It wasn't that five minutes ago, but as soon as I listen to the song, it's like, hey, here you go. It's a whole bunch of EDM for you to listen to. Dude, once EDM gets into your release radar, that's all it is. Because they re- like EDM artists release music so fucking frequently, um, it's tough to kind of wash it away. They will yeah, remix so the same broken. song like 15 times. Yeah. What'd you say, Lou? I said, I think my TV's broken now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just got womp womp to death. Yeah, yeah. The whole whatever algorithms running on that's totally different because the playlist isn't the same on my phone. But <laughs> my TV's all in on the EDM. So. Uh, Mason Miller says "Ball and Biscuit" by the White Stripes. Um, he actually wrote a little something in the Discord saying, "I thought the White Stripes were just Seven Nation Army, and that song that played during the opening credits of Napoleon Dynamite. Turns out their sound is really a blues garage rock hybrid." And they've all I've listened to this week. There's yep, no better to... feeling than getting to dig into an artist that's like that you thought you knew everything about, and then you find out more that you always wrote off, and then oh wait, they're actually really good. Yeah, I yeah. used to listen to this album all the time when I was in like middle school. So I I love this song, just this whole album. So. Yeah, I think if you were old enough to be listening to music in a serious way when this when the White Stripes were big, everybody was like obsessed with the White Stripes. At least like a large chunk of the music listening populace because they were super unique. But every time <laughs> every time I hear or see anything by the White Stripes or anything Jack White's been involved with, I think of the most profound thing I've ever heard about a music. <clears throat> it is my friend Adam Smith said I would love Jack White if he just made music I liked. He's <laughs> like, that's all at once the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but also the most profound thing I've ever heard because it makes total sense. I yeah. 100% understand what he's trying to say, but it's also a really fucking stupid thing to say. 
<laughs> most people still haven't forgiven him for what he did to the uh, the 007 soundtrack. I don't know. I like that one. Of all the newer 007 songs, it wasn't the worst one. Yeah. It's it's not I Disappear or whatever the fuck it was Metallica did. That was Mission Impossible. That's oh, yeah, why that's it right. was so bad. <laughs> that's right. If you want dollar store 007, Tom Cruise is your man. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Uh, week three of Metal Marches in the Books, Nightmare Logic by Power Trip. Louis, thank you so much for coming on, my man. My pleasure. My pleasure. To spread the gospel of metal anytime. Hell yeah. And next week, I think we're just going to go full metal playlist. Uh, we might add some parameters or we might just go like, what are you feeling? Yeah, I'm cool with that. So follow us on, on, on the internet. I know Kevin likes when I say that. Um, <laughs> follow us on the internet, whether that be on Discord, on Instagram, on Twitter. Our Instagram is at offthebeatenclef. Our Twitter is at offclef. Uh, if you want to send us some emails, offthebeatenclef at gmail.com. Uh, send your submission for what you think we should do for the finale of Metal March, because I'm really excited. Yeah, please. Um, one one last thought on Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> Have Jack White and Jack Black collaborated? Because if they haven't, why would they need to? What The White and Black album? That needs to be yeah. made. I think you're onto something. Somebody get on Twitter and tag both of them in it. If that if that hasn't been done, I'd be fucking shocked if somebody hasn't tweeted that them at least once. Last thing on Jack White. <laughs> if he played Elvis in the Elvis movie, he would have won that Oscar. For sure. Yeah. That's a shame. He's the best Elvis. Yeah. There's only two kinds of people that know karate, and that's the Chinese and the king. <laughs> <laughs> Him and him and walk hard was, yeah. That, that's what I'm referring to. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> that's incredible. Well, that's how you know we should uh, end the show. If yeah. we're <laughs> referencing walk hard, you, you don't have a Jack White fun fact. No, <laughs> so I got one more thing about Jack White. <laughs> when he said "whoa, oh, oh, oh," I was like, "Damn, he's onto something." Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this at a football stadium. <laughs> Is that a, is that his sister or his wife? Did we ever find that out? I don't think she's either. Oh, well, I think that fine. was just an elaborate ruse to keep you buying albums or listening to the band, hoping something would happen. That's how we spent the last ten minutes of our podcast pontificating yep. we'll on you. Jack White. We'll see you next week on the uh, Jack White podcast. <laughs> I got one more thing to say about Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded that. <laughs> Good, because I uh I stopped recording, so